All right, uh, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, he is the Vice President of Player Personnel for the Utah Jazz. He is Walt Perrin with us on the big show. Hi, Walt. How are you? I'm doing doing great, Jake, uh, but I'm wondering why you got me on if you're talking about smart people. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Well, we had to go on down the list a ways, Walt. But, uh, we, uh, okay, I, I'm all for that one. I'm down the list. <laughs> You're still in the smart category, though. <laughs> Walt, Walt when, you, when you started in this business, did you ever th- realize or ever dream that you would be uh, Mr. Vice President? Uh, no, I never did. I was happy when I first got in just to be able to get into the NBA. And I was just, you know, really a young, naive kind of person and just kind of went day to day and was happy, again, happy that I was uh, with the NBA team. I had no ambitions in terms of being where I am. You know, you always hope to continue to move up uh, in the profession, but didn't set my sights on anything at that particular time. Well, you've done so many of these workouts over the years, getting ready for countless numbers of drafts. Can you give us a couple of things that you really look for when these players come in for a couple hours? Well, I think the, the one, a couple of the big things we look for is how competitive competitive they are in the workouts, how well they listen to the coaches, uh, how well um, with, with the Salt Lake uh, altitude, how well they fight to, through fatigue. Uh, and then the normal stuff, how well they um, shoot the ball, how well they play together. Uh, I think another thing that um, most of the people don't understand is we interview these people after the workouts, and we, uh, we want to see how they react to questions that we may ask them. Well, how, how quick, I mean, when you, can you, with your eye, can you spot a guy who is, is really a strong candidate right off the bat? I mean, and are there some that you see where you scratch them off the list pretty quick? Can you figure that out in short order? Um, I would hope so, but I think you always need to take another look at a person, even if you scratch them off or you think they're great. Take another look in a different setting and, and, and see how they um, match up to when you first saw them. So the first time you get a pretty good idea on them, at least I do, but I, I need to go back and see them at least two or three times just to get to firm up my, my conviction of what I think. Walt Perrin with us, Vice President of Player Personnel for the Utah Jazz. Walt, it, when you see a, a particular player's jump shot, their, their shot, because shooting is such a premium in the NBA these days, yeah. it, can, it, are there signs on how much that that can be improved? I guess what I'm saying is, like, for example, Paul Millsap wasn't necessarily a shooter when he got into the NBA, but, boy, has he learned that skill as his career has gone on. How easy is it to spot somebody who can develop a shot, and how, I guess, rare is that? Um, well, we, we think because they can um, do a lot of reps uh, in the NBA versus what they're doing in college, we think most players can get better in terms of shooting. Uh, in terms of shot form, um, we kind of look at it, but we kind of give that over to uh, our coaches when we bring them in, um, or we may have projects for them to take a look at a particular player and, and, and evaluate their shot form and see if it can be changed and if they can become a good shooter. Um, but for the most part, most guys, um, if, if they're doing the same thing consistently and the form is not that bad, 
um, they can become um, better shooters uh, in the long run with a lot of work um, off the court. Walt, have you gotten a sense as to how deep this draft will be and how much talent is in it? You know, I think the I think the draft is a little bit better than I thought it was going to be early in the year. Um, but I think it's a draft where you can get a player and you're probably going to need to develop them for uh, a year or two and then see what you have. But I think there's some players here that have an opportunity to be um, pretty good players in the NBA, uh, rotational players, uh, or maybe even some starters later on in the draft. But again, I think it's more of a developmental draft than it is a draft where guys can come in and play right away. So if you're judging the foundational aspects of a player, what, what are you looking for? What does he have to have in order to build it into something that would be really useful? Well, he's got to have a passion to play. He's got to have a love of the game um, or else he's not going to become really good. Uh, he's got to have a dedication to his craft, um, a dedication to making his um, body better in terms of strength conditioning, in terms of his eating habits. Um, those are things we kind of learn when we sit down and talk with him. As we're watching him on the court, again, you got to see the passion. you got to be able to see that he's able to react and read quickly, uh, that he's able to play with his teammates, um, that he's able to do certain aspects in, in the game that you're watching that you think can be enhanced a little bit more on the NBA level. Well, given the Jazz focus and success on player development in, in recent years, I would guess that you have a lot of agents that want to get their players into town to work out for the Jazz to get them into the system to get their players better. Have you noticed a, a, a more willingness of, of agents to have their players come here to work out? Uh, yes, those who are behind us in the draft order, uh, in, in, in our draft order uh, in terms of if an agent has a player who is really behind us in, in terms of their draft range at 23, yes, they'll love to have uh, their kids come in and work for us. But I'm not. I'm noticing not much difference in guys who, uh, with the, if the agent think their players are in, let's say, with us being at 23, if they think they're from 8 to 15 in the draft, they're still not going to allow the, our, their guys to come in and, and work out for us. What we're getting, though, I think, is we're getting a lot of feedback from agents that uh, they're happy with the players they've seen that have come here and gotten better. And I think it will help us probably more so maybe in, in the free agency where the guys can make the decision on where they want to go versus the, the draft where guys are more, more or less in a certain draft range. Walt, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here or anything, but what's one of the biggest surprises that you've encountered in, in all your years doing this? One of the biggest surprises? Um, kind of been through so many of them. I, don't, I, I very rarely get surprised anymore. Um, I, I, lately, the biggest surprise is how many, and, and I don't um, their names in the draft who have no um, have not produced wherever they've been um, and I'm hearing a lot of guys may stay in the draft this year which is surprising when there's only 60 picks that uh, that are made in the draft and there may be 
oh, who knows, there may be more than 60 who are underclassmen who will keep their name in the draft that may not even be drafted. That that one surprises me a little bit, but other than that, I've been through so many things, I, it's really, really, I kind of get surprised. Well, Walt, thank you so much for jumping on the airwaves as usual. Good luck with the continuing workouts and certainly good luck with the draft. All right, thank you guys for having me.